Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast today. I feel so honored that you took time to um, be with me. And uh, today is Thursday, December 14th. We're recording this and I'm in the thick of the Christmas season. It has been chaotic and busy. I'm sure that that's probably the same for you. Um, I hope that you are enjoying it, though, that you're able to spend some quality time with your family and that you truly do um, enjoy a peaceful spirit uh, through the rest of the holidays. And I think that this is a really perfect time to um, talk again about the Holy Spirit and uh, what life looks like when we walk with him in a close way. You know, uh, it's the Christmas season, of course, so we can't uh, go through these weeks without talking about the birth of Christ and what that meant to us, the Savior of the world, that and that the reason that he came uh, was to save us from our sins and provide us a path to eternity. And when he did that and uh, was resurrected, then ascended into heaven, he he left so that the Holy Spirit could come and be with us. So Jesus himself was on earth for some 32 or 33 years. But when he left, he left the Holy Spirit with us. So God with us today in our day um, is truly the Holy Spirit who walks with us, is our comforter, our friend, our guide. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 Verse 14, it says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I have uh, looked a little bit at that word fellowship in the last day or two. The uh, original Greek is the word koinonia, and that word means close association or a mutual association. Communion might be a good synonym for that word. But uh, what that conveys is that we we need to have a close association with the Holy Spirit and that God wants and desires that for us. Now, when we walk in close association with the Holy Spirit, uh, he reveals Jesus and the person of the Father to us more and more. And um, I pray, I've had a couple conversations in the last couple of days about about this specifically, and uh, what would it look like if we were able to truly carry uh, the Spirit of the Lord with us where we went on a daily basis? For me, and I think about Missouri politics, what would it look like if we were spending enough time with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> with the Holy Spirit, and we're in such close communion with Him that we 
truly carried the spirit of peace with us when we walked into the door of the Capitol or in uh, to senators' offices or uh, representatives' offices or meetings or um, hearings. What might happen? What would that look like? Um, that's exciting to me. It's not exciting to me so much to just think about Missouri politics and think about the session that's coming up. That feels a little bit heavy, but what does excite me is thinking about what God can do and what he can do through his people. It, it does excite me to think about doors that he might open uh, with people to build relationships, how we might be um, used by him. That is exciting to me. So um, I just wanted to bring that little tidbit um, up to you today that you might think about um, being more intentional and prioritizing more of your time to spend um, intentionally being in close communion with the Holy Spirit. So uh, there's a couple other things that I do want to talk to you about today, though. Um, the first one is that I feel a great sense of urgency, in fact, very directed by the Holy Spirit, that um, we really keep him first and foremost as this new session gets started. Um, our session here, our Missouri legislative session will start on Wednesday, January the 3rd. And as I spent time last session uh, in the Capitol, I felt very convicted, uh, prayed, and um, just repeatedly felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, Jody, these battles are mine, not yours, and they will only be won by me um, as you follow me, the Holy Spirit. They won't be won with political uh, maneuvers or strategy. This really is a spiritual battle. And so I felt very, um, for many, many months now, and in fact, that's why we started the ministry, because he specifically um, gave me the directive to gather the believers. So uh, that's what we've been doing in different ways uh, since then. But um, so I feel very called, very, very called and, um, directed this session to make it a priority to, um, honor the Holy Spirit, uh, first before we get into political, um, issues. And so because of that, I reserved the rotunda, um, inside the Capitol on the first day of session, Wednesday, January 3rd, and we reserved it for the purpose of having prayer and worship. So we have an amazing worship team coming from St. Louis, and we're going to start in the Rotunda at 1130 on Wednesday, January 3rd. I would love for you to come and join us. We're going to have about 30 minutes of prayer, and then we're going to worship for about 45 minutes, probably from 12 to 1245. And um, then we'll wrap up. That part of the day will be done. But we want to take some time that very first day of session to invite the Holy Spirit to be in that place um, and to do some spiritual battle in prayer. Um, so I am really hoping that we 
um, see a group of people. I don't know how big it will be. Maybe, maybe there'll be five or 500. I have no idea, but, um, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit speaks and that you will hear him and listen. And if he leads you to come and join us, I really hope that you do. Um, I think it's going to be a wonderful time. Our worship team is amazing. And then after we're finished, um, we're going to give you some time, um, help you gather up into groups of maybe two or three people and send you out into the hallways of the Capitol to pray. Also, I am happy to help you schedule appointments with your senators or your representatives that day. Um, so that you can meet them, shake hands, let them know you're in the building and share a little bit of your um, heart with them. If you have concerns, that would be a great time for you to start building relationship with your uh, representative and your senator. Um, that is really our focus of the day is to build relationship Um not to fight a specific issue or piece of legislation, but that we would come uh, with our first priority being the Holy Spirit, being uh, dedicating the process, the building, all that happens there back to the Lord, and also um, seeking our legislators with a heart to serve, with a heart to pray for their needs um, and build relationships. So if you are interested in that, if I would just ask that you pray about it. And if he leads you, please consider joining us. Um, I would love to have you. I would really love to have you. There is a place for you to register uh, on my website, jodygrace.com. Uh, there's no charge. It'll just help me play in a little bit to know how many are coming. And um, if you don't register, that's fine too. Just show up. So I am planning on doing that event. We're planning right now. We're calling it the gathering because the Lord specifically asked me to gather the believers. So that's what we're doing. We're calling it the gathering and we are hoping to do it on the first Wednesday of every month throughout session. So uh, the first Wednesday of January happens to be the first day of session. And then we'll do the first Wednesday in February, March, April, and May as well. So if you can't make it in January, for our first um, prayer and worship time, for our first gathering, um, I hope that you'll put it on your calendar in one or all of those other months, February, March, April, and May, the first Wednesday of the month is my goal. However, I do have to work with the Office of Administration and they won't let me uh, schedule too far out ahead of time. So just pay attention to the blog and here to the podcast, but that is my that is my hope and my plan, the first Wednesday of the month. So um, the other thing that I want to talk to you about, I've been talking to you a little bit about um, in the past few podcasts about the edu about education, just different issues, um, different things with the education issue. And today I want to share some information with you that probably a lot of you don't know or don't realize. Uh, you know, when we talk about the public school system, uh, we all know that it's not perfect and there are a lot of things that need to be addressed. My personal opinion is that the first thing that needs to be addressed is uh, deregulation. 
Desi needs to back out of the public school system and let the local school boards have more control over the school days and what happens there. Uh, that's my personal opinion, and um, you may not share it with me, and that's okay if you don't, but, um, you know, our options, if you're not someone who loves public school or maybe doesn't want your kids there and you're not really sure what all your options are, um, we are an actual, Missouri has really great homeschool laws. In fact, we are considered, according to um, HSLDA, which is uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, Missouri, um, compared to other states, we have relatively very low regulation. There's not much regulation in the homeschool community in Missouri, so that makes it pretty easy to homeschool. I know that there are a lot of things that stand in the way of, of families homeschooling, um, you know, just different schedules, maybe single parent homes and things like that. But what one thing that I learned a couple of months ago that I had not known um, is that even though Missouri's homeschool laws are very, they're pretty open and very free, just very low regulation. And we'll talk more details about that. But um, the private school laws are actually even less regulated. So I was a little surprised to learn that, but it is actually true. I am looking at um, the State Department's uh, website right now, uh, Desi's website and their page on private schools and regulations. And there are very, very few regulations for private schools. In fact, they have no requirements for accreditation at all. So you can have a private school that is not accredited. Um, registration with the state, registration with the state is limited to those non-public schools that participate in federal and state grant programs. So if your private school is not participating in state or federal grant programs, you don't even have to register at all with the state. Um, which, you know, that's one of the great benefits in Missouri homeschool laws is that we don't have to register. And, um, I did not know that that also applies to the private schools if they are not taking federal or state money. There are no requirements for private schools in Missouri to be licensed, and the State Department does not have to approve it at all. There are no requirements regarding teacher certification for private schools. Non-public school teachers that hold state certification um, are subject to discipline by the State Board of Education for misconduct, but that's only if the teacher is certified and then they're found to, you know, have misconduct in some sort of way. They could have their certificate uh, revoked or removed, and if they had broken the law, of course, then they'd be penalized criminally. But there's no requirement for the private schools to hire certified teachers. There's also no requirement for Missouri private schools in regard to the length of the school year, the number of days they attend, or the hours that they're in school. And that's kind of surprising to me because actually our homeschool laws do have a requirement of a certain number of hours to be spent. And the homeschool laws actually dictate um, which subjects that part of those hours that the there's a certain number of hours to be spent in the core subject areas. And they also specify that there are a certain number of hours to be spent 
in the primary homeschool location. So um, in that regard, private schools are less regulated than Missouri homeschools. In regard to curriculum, private schools um, have no, no requirements. They're not required to teach certain subjects, except there's one exception. They are required to teach civics. Um, they must provide courses of instruction in the constitutions of the United States and Missouri and in American history. Instruction must begin no later than the seventh grade and continue in high school to the extent determined by the Commissioner of Education. No pupil can receive a certificate of graduation from any private school except private trade schools without passing an exam on those subjects. So that's the only content curriculum requirement for private schools is civics, United States, Missouri, um, constitutions, and American history. Starting in the seventh grade and going um, through high school as it's determined by the commissioner of education. That's the only curriculum requirement for private schools. Um, there is no specific state policy regarding other course content for private schools right now. So I was actually really shocked to learn that. I expected that they would be at least as regulated as the homeschools, but in that regard, homeschools have more regulation than Missouri private schools. Um, the only other thing that is required of private schools is that they um, keep vaccination records on their students. Um, it says each school superintendent of a private parochial or parish school must prepare a record showing the immunization status of every child enrolled. So I knew that... Um, I knew that private schools did collect immunization records, so that is state statute. However, because they're private, um, they can make the exemption process very easy. All students, even in public school in the state of Missouri, have a right to a religious exemption in regard to vaccinations. But some of the private schools make it a little more difficult to achieve that, and some of the counties... Um, county health departments make it more difficult. So if you had a private school, though, um, statutorily, all that is required is that a parent submit a letter to the school stating that they are claiming their religious exemption in regard to, you know, either all vaccinations or just particular vaccinations or just even one vaccination. Um, but statutorily, the only thing that's required is a letter from the parents, and it's the public schools that make it a little more difficult um, in re for parents in regard to that. But if you had a private school who was collecting vaccine records, um, they could make that process super simple. Just accept the letter and move on, um, the letter of exemption. So that is, those are the only requirements for Missouri private schools. So to me, that was a real eye-opener, and really it opens up so many possibilities, and it begs the question then, why are we not seeing more private schools or more 
Um, and private schools could take a variety of different forms. They could be uh, what some would call micro schools where they just meet two or three days a week and then the kids are home the other days. Uh, they could be full five-day programs. I could It could look a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different options for private uh, as far as how you set up a private school. And it just begs the question to me, why aren't we seeing more of those? If those are the only requirements of the state, then literally every church in the state of Missouri could have at really pretty relatively low budget, low expense, could have a private school for even if they only served their congregation. Um, there's just so many options in the private school world and I really, that's something that really intrigues me. And I've started to do a little bit of research about it. There are, there are some, actually some wonderful options um, that, that exist in some of the larger communities in Missouri. Springfield has some great options. I know St. Louis and Kansas City have some great options. Where I'm at, we're relatively limited in our options as far as private schools are concerned. But that's something that I've really been thinking on, praying about, and um, wondering if this is something that um, that we could do. And there, if you'd like to join me in that conversation, please reach out to me. Send me an email at Jody, J-O-D-I, at JodyGrace.com. I would love to talk with you because, you know, I have a student in my home who is very atypical. And um, I don't feel public school is right for him but also also the private schools that we have here in Jefferson City don't really fit his needs either so I'm dreaming and praying about um, an educational option for our son that that might work he wants to be with kiddos and so the thought of a private school is really intriguing to me um, although we're homeschooling right now, so we're definitely taking advantage of, of our freedom here in Missouri to homeschool. And I guess that's um, part of what I want to emphasize to you is that uh, we do already have a lot of freedom in a lot of different ways. But even in the education uh, world, we do already have a lot of freedom. Missouri has great great homeschool laws. We have wonderful, excellent private school laws. They're very, I mean, we just have so much freedom. You, we, the people who live in California and some of those higher regulated places, they, they don't, they don't have the freedoms that we do to homeschool and to homeschool the way we want or to private school or even to create private schools. They just don't have this much freedom. Here in the state of Missouri, we have an immense amount of freedom in regard to education. And I know that's one of the things um, that Republicans especially are, you know, beating the drum of school choice. And again, that's a conversation that that I'm willing to have. But um, I I don't agree with the the entire argument that that. Um, you know, the, the solution to the public school problem is just to let kids go wherever they want. Um, it's it's a big ball of wax. It's a huge conversation and not one that we can have um, in a 15-minute podcast or a 30-minute podcast. But um, 
we have so much freedom already. And so what I would love to see is I would love to see the church start stepping up, private organizations start stepping up, ministries start stepping up and offering options to parents um, in the private school sector. Um, it is, I believe it's possible. I believe there are so many things, so many things that um, can be done for kids, for a wide variety of kids, um, to give them options outside of this traditional school, public school setting. And um, so anyway, I just thought that that was a very interesting, what I learned about private school. And um, I wanted to share that with you because if that's something that you're interested in, um, I would just encourage you to start praying about it, thinking on it, doing some research into private school options. Um, and I would love to talk with you about it. I would, honestly, I would love to see um, my organization create a private school option here in Jefferson City. Um, and I've just dreamt up of all sorts of things. But um, right now, it's just a dream and uh, a, a big point of prayer in my heart and in my mind. But anyway, that's all I have for you today. I hope that you found it helpful. And please don't forget that we do have prayer and worship in the Capitol Rotunda, Wednesday, January the 3rd. We're going to start at 1130 and we'll wrap up by 1245 or so. And then you'll have time in the afternoon to uh, visit with your legislators. And um, I hope that you'll really pray about coming. Come if the Lord leads you. And it'll be a great time. So you guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend. Merry Christmas, and I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.